Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Holy Martin! Welcome to another episode of the Open Mic Podcast. Excellent! With your host, Brad Allen. Well, isn't that extra special? Recorded live at Bay Area Studios. Join Brett each week as he interviews celebrities, influencers, authors, high-level entrepreneurs, and much more. At the open mic, no topic is off limits. Giddy up. And you never know who may stop by. Now, here's your host, Brett Allen. What's up, everybody? Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Shalom. However you celebrate, it's good to be here with you on this nice, crisp, cool Christmas morning. And on the show, we have the spectacular Joel McHale. You know him from The Soup, Community, Card Sharks, The Great Indoors. The list goes on and on. This was a fun and hysterical conversation. I had a hard time keeping up, uh, but he was just one of the nicest people on the planet. I hope you enjoy this episode. We'll be back next week with more. Thanks a lot, everybody, for supporting the show. Joel McHale, welcome to the podcast. It's Thank good to you, have Brett you Allen. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm excited to have you, especially this close to the holidays, Christmas. Me and- too. You're a gift. <laughs> Thank you. So let's just start out with how does the McHale household do Christmas? Are you ready? Are the kids excited? <laughs> What's the school? Yeah, yeah. Here's how we do Christmas. We go to Seattle and stay with my parents and my mother-in-law. And then that doesn't happen this year. So uh, uh, yeah, we'll be here. This is the first time uh, I have... I think only, well, no, I guess I have been with my parents almost every Christmas except for one. And this will be the second. Same thing with uh, my mom, my wife's first time away from her mom uh, in f- her entire life. So, uh, yeah, no, it's going to be a whole new ball game. So it'll be just the family and um, uh, a lot of presents and I'll be doing the cooking. And uh, so that's that's how that goes. And of course, um, I'll be in uh, dressed as a stormtrooper from Star Wars as... <laughs> As is my tradition, full regular stormtrooper, not the you know the ones on the bikes with the going through the woods, not those the speeder guys. bikes. Do you you really yeah. do stormtroopers for Christmas? What's that no, about? no, I don't do that, Alan. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Brett, you, look, you have two first names as your first and last name. So. I know. Well, so the funny story about that, it's uh, it's my middle name, obviously, um, and it's from back in my days of of doing radio. They told me, they said you have to come up with the name, so it just kind of stuck. I don't know what. Yeah, What's your last name? Montgomery. But it's funny. Because- and they were like, Brett Montgomery, that will not do on the radio. <laughs> and then you were like, what about Elizabeth Montgomery? Bewitched was amazing. And she was beloved. I know, like, right? People confuse me all the time. It is weird because that is probably just some asshole who was like, let me tell you the rules of radio. I, yeah. Was he worried or was this person worried someone would stalk you or? Well, it's funny because this was a long time ago. I used to live in New Mexico and I did a lot of radio there, different stations and things. And it was kind of pretty much that way. Yeah. They just said, you know, come up with something. And I was like, it's kind of pretentious. And it's funny because I, a lot of people ask me, is that really your last name? And I go, no, it's the middle name. And they go, oh, I get it. So somebody in an office somewhere said, you got to come up with something. And it but, honestly, I've thought of changing it, but everybody tells me and, and well, now it's too late. I work with, yeah, because they're like, well, she's like, well, you don't want to change it now because for obvious reasons, that's how people know you, and when they search your show, yeah. You but some out. some douche sat in an office <laughs> like, much. let me tell you how it works, buddy. You need to change your name. This Montgomery's not going to do. And then that a hole goes home and looks in the mirror and is like, I really nailed it today. What a <laughs> dork. 
yeah, it's kind of. It'd be great if you could remember that guy's name. I know. Well, it's been a long time ago, so my memory doesn't serve me quite well in that area. But enough about me. (laughs) Let's talk about you have two. Super cool projects that are super cool. Super right. cool. You, of course, we have shark, card sharks coming back in January for another season. And then you are doing something. You're hosting a New Year's Eve event with your podcast co-host, your counterpart, uh, Ken Jong, which everybody, you guys are the best together. Everything that you do, and I'm not just saying that, it's it's just your chemistry is hilarious. Let's talk about Card Sharks first, how that sort of is coming about now after the pandemic, it's coming back again. And then we'll talk about your- uh, Wow. I like how you've given um, everyone a preview of how this interview is going to go, Brett Allen. (laughs) I like it a lot. Uh, It it puts me at ease because now I know what's coming. So, uh, well, let's start with Card Sharks. Well, uh, we taped that back in July and we actually were one of the first shows back okay. in the pandemic. It was us and The Mandalorian, which are very similar shows. Oh, yeah. Equally as popular. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> Both properties of the Disney family. Uh, so, yeah, no, we shot we shot it way back when. We shot 13 episodes and we actually premiered in September uh, and they aired a few and now they took it off so they can air stuff like the Country Music Awards or the AMAs and Sound of Music. I think our show is just as musical as Sound of Music. So, uh, and then, uh, so we're coming back in January. I don't know how for many episodes. Uh, I'm assuming at four, maybe. Uh, I, I don't know how many are left, but let me tell you, it's four of the best hours of television you'll ever watch. See what I did? You did. Yeah, that was very smooth. It's a fun show, and it's it's not, I wouldn't call it a reboot necessarily, right? I mean, it's been a show that's been uh, on a couple Yeah, times. we didn't, it's not, because we didn't change anything. Uh, really, it's all pretty much the same. I mean, that's what's so, it's interesting all these old game shows came back, because the games were so good. And I say that as a compliment to myself. Uh, no, I say that as, like, like, to tell the truth with Anthony Anderson is a such a pure, wonderful format. Like you're just guessing to see if this person's lying or the match game with Alec Baldwin, where um, you're going to go like, Oh, it's just a bunch of celebrities having a good time. And the answers are already they're they're not pre-written. You have to come up with what that person says. And I know what I'm saying is, uh, redundant, but uh, or that it sounds so simple, but the games are wonderfully simple, and that's what makes them so good. It, like Tetris, they're just good games. So uh, they brought back Card Sharks, which is really just a high-low Vegas game, but with each turn of the card, even though it's a simple turn of, a, of an enormous card, you can w- you can walk away with like seven hundred thousand dollars, which is. I think the second biggest prize next to millionaire right now. And uh, I've seen people win a ridiculous amount of money and they, I swear to you, I, I, I become emotional, which is not something that's ever happened to me. And it's confusing. What is this wet stuff coming out of my face? I feel like the Tin Man. So um, uh, yeah, so it's really fun. And I, and, and I, and I'll just say it's the best show on television. I have no idea. It really is. And I watched a few episodes Thanks. prior to being able to, get you on the show and because it's just fun entertainment and i agree with you in the sense that a lot of these shows you know i'm 46 so i i was kind of in a weird spot when these were coming out as far as my age but i do remember them and then going back to the well and and bringing them back again you haven't changed anything and i think that's what is appealing to audiences right just the fact that it kind of hits a lot of demographics and i hope so yeah, 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 I just think I just feel like what is these what is the gameplay? You know, what is 
it's like when you look at a video game like Fortnite, which is obviously incredibly complex and things like that. But it's like, what is the game? They're like, ultimately, it's capture the flag. Oh, that's easy to kind of like, oh, it's just the way they go about it. So uh, I I think you're going to see a lot more of if they haven't rebooted every old uh, every old game show. I mean, it's like supermarket sweeps, right? It's just the fantasy of running through a store and just taking as much as you can is, you know, it's like one of those basic human like, yeah, that seems like something I would love to do is just run through a store and take what I can. So, uh, yeah. And I get to wear neat suits. That's what I'm excited about. What attracted you to the project? I mean, because the money, no, uh, you know, I'm sure that's part of it, obviously. Well, when, you know, like people like Alec Baldwin, who is literally a movie star and Elizabeth Banks and Jamie Foxx and The Rock and Ellen, you know, when they all when these guys started taking game shows that that broke down all the barriers that used to be there for uh, it used to be like you can only act in television and you will never act in movies and then it was always this these rules and all those rules are broken now which is great and i mean i'm an extreme extrovert and i need attention all the time and i thrive from socializing i know that sounds crazy but there really is a lot of us out there and um so i i love performing and i love working so I I can't get enough of it. <laughs> so if someone puts a camera or a microphone in front of my face, I'm I'm get pretty excited. It's a, it's a life. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. And I think the world, and I say this to a lot of the celebrities that I have the privilege of chatting with, is that there are a lot of introverts, but there are equally a lot of extroverts. And I think what yeah. I am getting now, in all seriousness, is is what I mean. What I see on TV is is who you are as an individual. I don't think I mean I'm a I'm dick. Sure, <laughs> well, we're way. only we're only 12 minutes in, so I think you're doing well so far. Oh, but just you wait, just you wait. <laughs> it's just interesting um how this all works. But yeah, I think you know, even the Steve Harveys with the family feud and things like that, I think yeah. a likability to when we have a celebrity hosting one of these shows because it kind of makes it relatable. And we're getting you, you get to do you as far as your persona as a, as a comedian performer, but also, you know, guests get to interact with you and, and win big money. So I think it's a win-win in that regard. And yeah. especially now with so much content with this pandemic, it's like, good Lord, you know, there's so much to consume. It's almost overwhelming, I think. Uh, and it's nice to have a break with shows like yourself and and other things to kind of mix it up. Yeah. We are in the golden age of television again. And the amount of, I've always said, or I was told and couldn't agree more, like 90% of all art is bad and 10% is amazing. And it's just now the field has expanded. Yeah. There's a lot more crap, but there is a lot more quality out there. And, uh, I, 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 it's, you know, you go on these streamers and like, they have such good shows now. And obviously there's really good ones on cable and, uh, regular te- television, regular television. And, what um, is that anymore? It's yeah, so- no, it's a weird time. Cause it's not like my 12 or 15 year olds know what a channel is hardly. They know what the, they know what the NFL channels are on Sunday. Uh, but that's, they know what it, they know where to find adult swim, but that's, they, I, I, yeah, it's it's a it's a crazy weird time. So I don't know if like if people because I know the card charges on Hulu. I don't know if more people watch it on Hulu rather I than do, on. That, I do Hulu, so there you go. Um, yeah, I, so crazy. I don't know how to measure any of that anymore. I don't know. 
I guess you have to be a streamer to just go like, ah, well, that there's been that many clicks on that thing and people watch this long. So that gets another season. Yeah. And I think Netflix sort of set the standard initially for that. But my kid is six and he knows Hulu. He knows Amazon Prime, Disney Plus. And I was watching regular TV one day. He was playing games or something. And and I was watching true tv and practical jokers and mm-hmm. he's like is that on what chat what is that on hulu and i'm like well it's called a regular tv channel and he just kind of looked at me mystified like right i don't know what that is speaking of your kids they're older now do good they, transition do they kind of get what you do does it does it resonate with them especially with your success early on with you know community and soup and that sort of thing are they kind of resonating with your work or is it just kind of like your dad and you just you're on tv all the time uh i yeah they're like most kids and are uh, just a perpetual state of annoyance of from me uh they're (laughs) they i am not cool in any way uh they you know they'll watch they watched all the community so and then whenever i walk in the room they'd be like hey dad we're watching your show it's really good except for your acting (laughs) uh that happens all the time and uh yeah we they um they understand it is a weird thing i don't know where you live brett allen uh but san francisco area bay the bay all right i'm just gonna go with millipis millipis uh yeah that's a whole nother conversation (laughs) there you go uh so no, I I um they they we live in this weird world of entertainment where you know it's kind of like if we were to it, uh, I don't know grow up fifty years ago or like if you if like I grew up in Seattle where half of the people at a time when half the people worked at Boeing uh and or they worked for Warehouser my dad worked for Warehouser and mm-hmm. which is the logging company and uh so here it's like most of the kids in their class somehow are related to you know like like 70% of the people in Los Angeles li- somehow are related to the entertainment um business so that's the world they kind of know okay. it's not like you know George Clooney's coming over to the house to drop off muffins or anything like that but uh everybody kind of whether you're a stylist or you you work in props or lighting it was like it's just all everyone kind of is around here uh, so they are they are used to it and it's a weird thing um that because they they expect it i guess so uh yeah so anyway yeah they understand what i do and they know that i'm a goofball so that they make a lot of fun of that and they'll be like hey dad when do you think you'll be relevant again they'll say stuff <laughs> like that which makes me very happy well nothing like that to keep you humble Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i can't even imagine do they have any interest in this world that you're a part of or are you one of those that like to kind of keep it separate and do you encourage no i don't want i'm not one of those look if i can make money off of them dude i would totally do it well, no all uh, these netflix kid shows my god the the pot is thick as far as opportunity there you go that's because those kids are high on pot no mm-hmm. um no not yet maybe like i don't know like they they um sometimes like my kid had a like a talk show on rec room on oculus at one point so i don't know like it's not a thing they're definitely there are some kids that you know when they're six they're like i need to take dancing lessons and 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 i need to learn the phonetic alphabet uh so that that that, yeah my kids like football and video games so i uh so they're like their dad uh i don't think they're as distracted as me but but so thank God. 
<laughs> well, who knows? I mean, the future is unknown and they could or they couldn't. I I hear stories of kids who have parents. I think Dave Chappelle was telling a story and they asked him if his kids had any interest in stand-up. And he's like, my son wanted to do a set once and that was it. And he just probably had something he wanted to get off his chest and he's never asked about it. So it'll be interesting to see because yeah. again, the world that you're a part of is just so different than I think what most people are used to. And I get the privilege of doing it just because of a podcast. But outside of that, we watch you on TV and all the things that you've done. And it's just interesting when you got your start, there's kind of this trajectory, it seems. Some people start out as stand-ups and then they get TV shows and specials and then movies. Your career path, you did TV first and then stand-up or did... Yeah. So that was kind of something you decided to do after, or did you always have an interest in stand-up and TV uh, gave I, you the platform? Yeah, I was more, I mean, I came here as an actor uh, 20 years ago, and I had trained as an actor, and I did a ton of theater and a ton of improvising. So I was no stranger to uh, standing in front of people. And when I got to L.A., uh, I did not expect to be a host and I wasn't pursuing it. Mm. Uh, I don't even, I'm not even sure how you do. And then the soup audition uh, came up with, you know, was one of many auditions that I was running around trying to get. And, um, and it, it took forever to get, not because I don't think the competition was that steep, uh, but it was just, that was the pace E was going. And then they saw how cheap the show was. Then after the show started working, it took about a year for it to kind of work, uh, for it to be noticed, really. Really? Uh, yeah, it took forever. It was on for forever. And so that's that's why I was, I think the show, that's how we found our voice was we assumed no one was watching. And so that really helped us inform the comedy. So I would say stuff as kind of like, I don't know, do you think we're going to get in trouble? And people were like, no one's watching. So you're probably not. And so we would do it. And then I started doing stand. Now I, so I had done some stand up, but not in the same way where stand ups are up going up every night and running around to every club. I had already been on TV and then I really went after it. So after the, uh, about the, about the 2000th time I did it, I was like, Oh, I finally am okay at this. Uh, and it took, that took a while to really put together. Cause I had these people were showing up and screaming out, uh, phrases from the show. So I already had, I didn't have to go through the kind of uh, abuse so many comics get early on when they're unknown. And um, so, but I, after putting in the stage time, I, I, it's strange now because people will come to the shows not knowing the soup was ever a show because that was sure. five years ago. Or they'll be like, oh, the guy from Community is gonna sign some autographs or something uh, or talk, <laughs> just tell stories or what's gonna happen. And so- and then, you know, like some people, they would come because they saw the great indoors four years ago or so. So now the audience, uh, they, they'll, they're they not as, uh, I don't know, destination uh, comic uh, driven. Because uh, when I, you know, I think a lot of people are like, oh, we have a, we go to the comedy club every other month or something. Right. And I just happen to be the headliner. So um, yeah, it's really changed over the years and, and I, I enjoy it thoroughly. And I've gotten to see all of the country and that's been great and got to do it in Australia and all that and Canada. So 
Anyway, that was a really long explanation of coming no, to no. stand No, no, I, I like that because it kind of informs us as the audience a little bit because there's yeah. this pocket of, of comedians who I think in the late 90s did all of these movies and then they would go out and tour based off of the movies like, you know, the Jamie Kennedys or the Paul yeah. Shores, these guys who had holding deals, like multiple holding deals at networks and they didn't, this is probably when you could do this where you could just get it. All you had to do was kind of take meetings throughout the day and then go out at night, perform, do a tour. You might get a show. You might not kind of depending on what the network. Yeah. And I think E, I don't know because they're, they were this type of network that was kind of like the cutting edge of television shows that, and they were different. They were kind of like, I don't know, were they a competitor to like comedy central or was it kind of like just, they stood on their own, but, each had their own kind of unique programming. And I remember this soup quite, I mean, if I were to come see you, I would be in that high demographic of, oh God, I remember him from this and from that and community. But that's cool that it's all worked out well. I mean, and because of this pandemic, do you think that the face of entertainment has changed? It will change differently forever as far as how they put shows together and how they go about production and that sort of thing, sort of standards and practices is how they choose to do things or because of the streaming possibilities. Now the gates are a lot more open. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I imagine when things open back up that there will be like a baby boom of crowded uh, movie theaters and theaters and concerts when you can really do it. I know it's going to be a slow process to get back. It's not going to be, Oh, I've got the vaccine. Now I can, go dancing. I don't think that's going to how no. it's going to go. But those things, I think the the urge to do them is very strong. I don't think people like, well, I guess I'm just going to always stay in my house. I don't, I don't think that is really how it's going to go. I really do think it's like uh, returning from war. So I think that will kind of normalize. But I also think, um, you know, the, uh, well, television shows are all being made. Those are all proceeding. And yeah, 100%. so those, those aren't going to change. Uh, but so I, I think it will actually kind of be, I think it'll be, I think it'll be similar. I don't think it's changed. I wonder, I don't think like the banking system will ever be the same. I think no. people, in New, I think people realize they can do business from their homes and not have to go to downtown New York, you know, or to Manhattan. Yeah, you don't have to do any of that. So this is going to be uh, normalized, I think. This sort of like, we don't have to ever go, you don't have to drive across town to go to a meeting anymore. I think that that's going to be the big difference. I mean, I work from home now. I, you know, I was furloughed from one job, got another job that I previously had. And I mean, I'm able to do this throughout the day as I have pockets of time. But yeah. I mean, I still wine for a living. I work from home. People don't, know the difference you know what i'm saying and so no i think it's just it's crazy i was really nervous for you guys for a long time because when everything just came to a screeching halt and production froze i was like what's going to happen you know but i think these other places like comedy clubs and theaters were taking a hard hit hopefully they're able Very to bounce hard. back well they, you know, it's they, crazy they, man i mean not to uh, get all political but the government should have come out with a stimulus package double the size that they oh, just 100%. released and it should have been released in july and it's a crime that these rich <laughs> senators and congress people are took this long and um 
I don't care if people <laughs> or, uh, think I'm uh, one-sided or something, but it, that that to me was like the biggest crime so far because this pandemic is is real as as we all know it's real and the country has been through big crisis before and it really showed you they, they dropped the ball because now oh God, there's all yeah. these businesses that are gone and there was no reason for it because america truly is the richest country on the planet and very liberal and very conservative uh economists say, all said stimulate the economy and we totally can afford and it it so anyway that's the crime it is. Yeah. Michelle. I don't know if you saw the meme that was out there of McConnell and Pelosi. It was uh, from Pawn Stars and they're standing behind the counter and they said the best we can offer you on this deal is six hundred dollars. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. They, I mean, yeah. And they're they pat themselves <laughs> on the back going, hey, we did it. And we're like, well, only because uh, we have an election coming up and they probably were forced to do something. I mean, I, I feel like speak your mind, my friend. It's that's what this show's about. I, I think that it's crazy. And I agree with you. I mean, fortunately, I did, you know, the first round benefit from as yeah, I mean a lot of people, so... but it was rough because I didn't yeah. know think about all the restaurants that did not have to close. No, it, that and think about any small business like that where people occupy space in that business. None of these places ever had to close. And and uh, I'm, I miss some of, you know, like independent businesses are the lifeblood of the country. It's, and so it's, I just worry that, you know, if it's just a bunch of fast food chains or something, then uh, it's going to be, I mean, look, I love fast food, but I need my independent food. All right. Well, let us wrap this up. Watch the New Year's Eve special with me and Ken. Yeah, roast and toast, toast and roast. Uh, That'll be fun. Check out your podcast. Yeah, darkest timeline. That is watch Card Sharks. Watch Star Girl on CW. Yes, Joel will be back in March for another secret project, and secret secret, Joel. I want to say thank you, man. It's been an honor chatting with you, and uh, I appreciate you. Been an honor on the podcast with you, Brett Allen Montgomery. (laughs) Thank you. That brings today's episode to an end. Thanks for choosing to stop by and listen. If you enjoyed the show, consider sharing it with a friend and hitting the subscribe button. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.